Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. I'm excited to share with you some news about our upcoming online conference, The Big Bank Theory. This year, we've combined two of our tentpole events, Challengers and Embedded, into a single event, November 10th through 12th. We've assembled the top companies and professionals creating and scaling this generation and next generation of digital banks. Those may be traditional financial brands like Goldman Sachs and Bank of America, or new banking brands like N26 and Current. Or in the future, we may just bank with the brands and software we resonate with, like a driver banking with Uber, a retail customer with Walmart, or a small business owner with Intuit. Go to Tearsheet and click on Conferences to register for free to this year's The Big Bank Theory. This year's conference is sponsored by Publicis Sapient, Explorium, Argyle, and Twilio. I spoke with Twilio's Bijan Mehta recently. He runs the firm's work in financial services. I'm sharing some of the most important parts of our discussion on the power of embedded communication tools in today's financial ecosystem. So uh, my name is Bijan Mehta, and I'm the global head of financial services here at Twilio. Um, in my capacity, uh, I look after designing the go-to-market strategy uh, and the execution of our business across three yeah. core channels of our business. Yeah. The first is our direct sellers. Mm-hmm. And we have over 700 plus uh, account executives globally. The second channel is our ISV channel. Mm-hmm. So thinking through all of the appropriate software companies that we should be looking to embed ourselves in. And then thirdly is our partnership channel, uh, figuring out all of the um, business cases that we can work on and help solve across financial services, meaning banking, insurance, um, payments, wealth management, for the benefit of the top consulting firms um, globally. Twilio's roots are in communications APIs. When the firm was launched 14 years ago, though, the power of APIs was just beginning to be understood. We have taken the complexity and complication from the telco world globally and put a, a layer of APIs on top of the telco network. You know, we call it our super network. And what that does is it allows us to offer customers the ability to embed communications into their offerings using very few lines of code, as opposed to in the traditional world of, you know, if you're going to set up a, a um, uh, a business, let's say in the UK, uh, and you're a US company, you're going to have to go to you know British Telecom, and you're going to have to figure out how to connect into their environment, and mm-hmm. then build all of that code. So we democratize that communications uh, by providing APIs. And more recently, through an acquisition we made of a company called Segment, we're now increasingly focused on the data element of what most firms um, are dealing with when it comes to understanding what their customers' um, needs and preferences are and being able to serve those up. So combined, 
we like to think of ourselves as an intelligent customer engagement platform. Bijan has hands-on experience working with APIs, dating back to his time at Citi in 2003. Since then, APIs have enabled fintechs and large financial institutions to focus on what they do best, and at the same time, offer better experiences around authentication first, and as Bijan explains, further into the customer journey. I first got involved in APIs back in 2003 when I was working at Citibank and overseeing the, um, the execution of our foreign exchange trading with uh, different firms. And obviously the, the world has evolved a lot since then. And when I look at, you know, kind of what is happening with APIs now, you know, I, I like to think of APIs as a way to shortcut the building of different capabilities. And it's best seen in the fintech world, right? When, when you know, many of these fintech companies that have gone on to become unicorns um, or are, you know, just starting out, typically their developers will look to orchestrate a variety of different um, capabilities by incorporating other people's APIs into their build. And so when you think about APIs now, I almost think of them as like Lego blocks. And, you know, organizations can say, well, you know, uh, instead of building a two-factor authentication solution, because there's nothing truly unique there, why don't we just take Twilio's two-factor authentication, right? Instead of building an IVR solution uh, to better automate the uh, inbound calls that we're going to get from a customer service point of view, why don't we take Twilio's IVR solution? And what that does is it helps to increase the time to market for a lot of these products and services. And I think that's one of the, the, the greatest impacts that APIs are making. The pandemic has certainly accelerated API deployments, according to Bijan, so much so that he describes what's going on now as replatforming or moving from on-prem software and hardware to API infrastructure. That's having impacts on firms like Morgan Stanley and Wise, two Twilio clients. I would say that COVID has really um, accelerated um, the development of using APIs, certainly within incumbent organizations. Um, you know, you name the bank or the insurance company and they're leveraging APIs throughout their business. Um, you know, I like to refer to it as the uh, replatforming of the industry where it's pretty much in, in one fell swoop, they're going from on-prem to, you know, they're kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say they're skipping SaaS, but they're evolving beyond SaaS into APIs. And, and so, you know, we work with uh, a broad range of, of really amazing organizations uh, in the financial services uh, industry. And when I think of, um, you know, some of the work that we're doing, for example, with Morgan Stanley, you know, we're powering the ability for
for all of Morgan Stanley's wealth management advisors to securely and compliantly text message with their customers. And, you know, moreover, we provide a, um, an infrastructure that allows the advisor to not just communicate with the end client, but also the end client's um, uh, other um, potential, uh, you know, th- you know, required third-party advisors like a lawyer or mm. an accountant, as, you know, as it were. Uh, we're working with ING, which is a major international bank, um, and we're providing, you know, elements of their contact center offering. Right? Um, they're using our video APIs to help onboard new customers. Um, we're working, you know, on the digitally native side with organizations like uh, Wise, you know, mm-hmm. formerly known as TransferWise, where we're powering all 3 million plus customers with secure two-factor authentication. Um, we're working with New Bank, you know, the world's largest challenger bank mm-hmm. and providing them uh, a full-blown contact center offering. So these are just some of the, the, the customers. Um, but, you know, what, what I find interesting is that in just in the last two years, um, it's the incumbent players that are asking us more and more what we're doing with the fintechs, the challenger banks of the world, then their traditional quote unquote competitor mm. or peer. And so there is a there is definitely a realization that APIs um, you know are uh, the way to go. Uh, for multiple reasons, you know, you get a better technology agility, you get better time to market, and you get flexibility. Come join us at the Big Bank Theory, November 10th through November 12th. Bijan will be leading a session on financial APIs. He'll present alongside firms like Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Current, Green Dot, Upgrade, Wise, Galileo, Marketa, Cross River, and so much more. Go to our website and click on conferences to register now.